Hi, I'm your host, Lillian Yang. And I'm your host, Fakri Shafai, and you are listening to Food Nonfiction. So this is the story of where Rice Krispies treats came from, in Canada, also known as Rice Krispies Squares. This is one of those stories that's better than it first appears. Anyways, let's get to it. In 1928, Kellogg's introduced the Rice Krispies cereal to the public. In the same year, the company hired a recent home economics graduate of Iowa State University. Her name was Mildred Day. Mildred's job was to test recipes for Kellogg's, and she also traveled around the country conducting cooking schools for the company's customers. Kellogg's recipe testers were asked to develop recipes using Kellogg's cereals. So Mildred Day and her friend Melita Jensen put their heads together to create something delicious. We found the name of one of Melita Jensen's grandsons, so we gave him a call. Hello. Hi, Jay. This is Lillian calling from Food Nonfiction. Okay, so Jay, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Jay Hewlett, and I live in Los Angeles, California. Jay and his brother Bill were very close to their grandmother, and that's actually what makes this story so much better than a simple origin story. Talking to Jay, you really get a sense of who Melita Jensen was, and she was awesome. So was Mildred Day. Rice Krispies treats were invented by two dynamic women. Grandma Jensen was a um, kind of a groundbreaker for her day. She worked for a company called the Honey Institute. So to have a woman as a representative of this company at that time was really unheard of in the 30s. Her friend, Mildred Day, another groundbreaker, worked for Kellogg's. Mildred Day worked at the Kellogg company. They wanted some sort of dessert. She came to my grandmother, and together they came up with a concoction of it. They were the first ones to use marshmallows to make it bond together. They created what we now know as Rice Krispies treats, or Rice Krispies squares. But back then they called it marshmallow squares. By the way, they didn't create the recipe from thin air. It's very likely they tweaked the recipe using either the puffed wheat squares recipe in the 1938 cookbook. It's fun to cook. Or they may have used an older recipe from 1916, which was a recipe for something called puff rice brittle. Either way, the molasses and vinegar were removed from the original recipe, and campfire marshmallows were added. One source said that Mildred Day chose to replace molasses with marshmallows because marshmallows are less sticky. You should also note that Mildred Day and Melita Jensen were part of the Campfire Girls organization. So yeah. can you describe a bit about what she looked like? Very cute. You know, it's like very German looking. Jensen, of course, is Norwegian. And my grandmother, Melita, was part German, part uh, Norwegian. So she was, she was like maybe 4'11", 5 feet, just kind of a shorter, stockier build. I just remember my grandmother being very cute, adorable, and very determined. In our summer visits, I may have met Mildred, but... I can't remember, but I, I remember my grandmother talking about it. I remember, you know, her talking about the Rice Krispie Treat. The Campfire Girls sold boxes of Campfire Marshmallows back then, much like how Girl Scouts sell Girl Scout cookies today. So perhaps that inspired the use of marshmallows in the recipe. Soon after the Marshmallow Squares recipe was created, the Campfire Girls organization needed to raise some money. 
they needed to support their summer camp and activity programs. So Kellogg's, being a company with a reputation for helping out in the community, lent a hand. It was a good opportunity for them to test out their new marshmallow squares on the public. After all, they set up a temporary kitchen to produce batches of marshmallow squares for the campfire girls to sell as part of a fundraiser. Mildred Day worked in the temporary kitchen for two intensive weeks, every day from 6:30 a.m. until 10 p.m. She was a dedicated Campfire Girls troop leader, and her scouts were able to sell hundreds of Rice Krispie treats in Michigan during that summer in 1939. Kellogg's executives noted how much families loved the marshmallow squares. The kids loved them because of the taste, and the parents loved them because of the price. Remember, this was 1939, so it was the back end of the Great Depression and the front end of the Second World War. That made price very important. So Kellogg's trademarked the Rice Krispie Treats name in 1940 and added the recipe to the back of the Rice Krispies cereal boxes in 1941. In 1995, Kellogg started making the packaged version of the treats for grocery stores, and they are still incredibly popular. A wonderful legacy left behind by two wonderful women. Very loving, very caring, thoughtful grandma. Couldn't ask for a better person to have as a grandmother. Here's a quick follow-up on two of her grandchildren. Her grandson Bill Hewlett actually followed in her footsteps and is currently a chef. My brother would hang around in the kitchen with her a lot more than I would. He would sit and watch, and they would sit, and, and my grandmother would teach him to cook certain things. And her grandson Jay is a teacher, filmmaker, and comedian. Come on, give it up! Give it up, Jay! You... Stick to the end of this episode for a clip from one of Jay's shows. Did you eat a lot of Rice Krispie treats as a kid? I did, and I made them too. Did you? Um, yeah, I ate a fair amount of them, but I've always been more strongly pulled towards chocolate than towards marshmallow. Chocolate is、treats. better. Yeah. Do you actually call them Rice Krispies treats? I've always called them Rice Krispies treats. Okay, I didn't even know what it was when I first saw it. Oh really? I was trying to research Rice Krispies squares, and I was like, Why does it keep directing me to Rice Krispies? I wonder、treats? if that's a U.S. versus Canada thing. It is. Oh. Hey, food buffs! Please write into us at feedback at foodnonfiction dot com because we always love hearing from you. Also, if you haven't gotten a chance yet, please review us on iTunes. We really appreciate your support and hearing from you, our listeners. Hey, food buffs! So you're still here. So here is a clip from one of Jay's shows. Come on, give it up! Give it up, Jay! You, you guys, let me ask you something. You ever have one of them days when your friends aren't there for you? They're just not watching your back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had one of them days today. I was driving with a couple of buddy of mine in the car, and I fell asleep. <laughs> Not a light sleep either. I'm talking a full-on face against the window, drooling down my chin. Kind of Now here's the coupe de pisser. I wake up at a stoplight just in time to hear this couple in the next car go, "Isn't that cute? They're taking a little retarded man to Disneyland." I mean, I'm talking about simple communication here. Like, wake up! You look like an idiot. Yeah, my buddies. You know, I mean, even truck drivers know how to communicate, right? I mean, they even have signs on their trucks telling you why they drive the way they do. You've seen it. 
I drive with my lights on for your safety. That's good. Good communication. And if you can't see my mirrors, I can't see you. That's a darn good thing to know when you're passing that tanker full of gas. Am I right? You do not want to be flicking that cigarette out about then, do you? So I decided, hey, you know what? I want to be a better communicator, so I put signs on my car. I drive with my brights on because I'm a jerk-off. If you can see my middle finger in your mirror, it means you're a jerk-off. Nine out of ten people suffer from hemorrhoids. Does that mean the tenth guy enjoys it? And if you don't like the way I drive, stay off the darn bike path. Right? There's one thing I can't stand are these bicycle winder guys, right? All about sharing the road till I'm driving on the bike path, huh? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like these skateboard wannabe kids with the little baggy shorts and the boxers hanging down, the butt cracks hanging out. You've seen these kids, right? The ones that look like little plumbers. You know what I'm saying? All right, food buffs. We hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.